Yeah. Hello? All right, man, you ready? Uh, yeah, you ready right now? I'm ready. All right, let me know. All right, three, two, one. Guys, welcome to a special edition of uh, Sheck Sports, a little pre-Thanksgiving uh, wrap-up. Uh, again, I have my friend and fellow sports colleague, I should say, Mario Piscitelli. Um, first of all, happy early Thanksgiving to everyone. This is a special time of year. I hope you all have a nice day with some food, family, most importantly, in football. So uh, this is interesting. We're not talking about college football at all. It's, it's NFL, which I'm happy about. Um, as I might have told everyone that, you know, check sports and check and Mario, check and deal. Either way, this, this podcast is not going to be just on one specific sports sector. It's going to be on everything. Um, and we'll transition soon into NFL Strictly, baseball. But, uh, yeah, we're going to, we're going to talk about a few topics in the NFL right now. And, uh, yeah, guys, Mario's going to take it away. You got it, Mario. Let's hear it. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, everyone. Uh, happy Thanksgiving. Uh, welcome aboard. Uh, as you know, it, it is gearing up to that great time of year here around Thanksgiving where, um, things kind of shape up a bit here in the NFL. You start to really, uh, see your division winners, um, your wild card team start to shape up a bit. And uh, the NFL gets that much better. Before we continue, though, I just want to give a shout-out to uh, all the families out there. I hope you enjoy your time tomorrow. Eat some wonderful food and uh, watch some, some great football games. And hopefully with our picks later on in the podcast, we'll help you win a couple extra dollars as well. Um, so where we want to start here today is we just want to talk about, um, at this point in the NFL season, what we believe uh, division winners will be and wild card teams. So pretty much all playoff teams. We're not going to go as far as to give you who we think will win each round or who we might see in championship games or the Super Bowl. Um, but just to this point, we're going to kind of give out a couple of awards and also go over those teams. So I'll kick it off here in the AFC. And uh, the AFC East, probably the weakest division out there uh, besides, of course, um, your reigning champs, the New England Patriots. Um, Bill Belichick, Tom Brady, they have that team rolling right now, 7-3, and three, okay, with a 700 winning percentage. I don't see anybody really knocking them off in that division. I mean, you got Miami right behind yeah. them at 5-5, five, at five and five. Um, although they might play them tough, as they usually do. I think New England's too good. I think they'll definitely represent the AFC East, and uh, I, I don't agree. I don't think anyone else would uh, go against that. Calder, what do you think? Yeah, you know, um, being a lifetime football fan, I think, yeah, it's, it's the Patriots. I mean, you know, not just in the AFC East, but I think of the Patriots as the NFL version of the Alabama Crimson Tide. And by that I mean they have dominated the NFL for really the past decade. I'm not trying to throw the Steelers under the bus or the Seahawks or the Saints, but, yeah, I mean, that division, you know, I know the Patriots are, they're not having their strongest starts so far, but he'll definitely win that division. You know, I, I, I'm a Giants fan, but as I told Mario and Dylan, I always support the Jets. I would really like, you know, honestly, what I want is a strong New York football base, no matter what, whether it's being the Jets, the Giants, or the, the uh, Bills. But, yeah. I think that the Patriots have it, you know. Jets aren't really in the spot right now. We all know that Todd Rose is probably going to get fired. 
Yeah. The Bills, um, you know, they have talent, but they're just not really there yet. And the Dolphins, you know, sometimes they'll start the season 3-0, and 2-1, but they tend to fall off the bandwagon. So, yeah, I'm definitely going to leave it to the Patriots. Yeah, and like you said, I mean, a couple bright spots in the division. I mean, Jamal Adams has played awesome at safety for the Jets. Um, he's in the top five in a bunch of statistics right now. Um, the Buffalo Bills, although they are putrid on offense, their defense is actually pretty respectable. Um, they usually they usually do have a pretty good defense. Um, and then Miami, Miami every year is kind of like that 500 team. Um, I I haven't seen Ryan Tannehill really take that next step. Of course, he's been injured here recently, but like I said, I think it's it's New England's uh, division to run with yeah. here. Um, we'll move on to the AFC North. Um, it looks like the Pittsburgh Steelers at seven and two with one tie look like the team to beat. Baltimore sits right behind them at five and five, and so does Cincinnati. Um, Mike Tomlin's kind of got that thing turned around. They started off pretty slow uh, with the whole Le'Veon Bell saga and all, but James Conner has really taken the job and run with it. Um, ben has found his weapons in Juju Smith-Schuster and Antonio yeah. Brown. I don't see Baltimore or Cincinnati winning the division and coming back. They're about two games back right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, it looks like Pittsburgh's division to win. Do you see anything differently, Calder? I don't. Um, I don't. Shout out to the Steel City. Um, always a great team. You know, I would I would say that if I had to think of a program or really an organization in football total that's dominated behind the Patriots, I'd put the Steelers. I mean, I know for, you know, we're a few years apart, but I remember for me in middle, really the middle school years into high school, the hot topic was the Pittsburgh Steelers. I remember their Super Bowl win against the uh, Seahawks. But, yeah, I think they have the division. You know, I, I went to school in Maryland. Shout out to McDaniel College. I have a bunch of friends who are Ravens fans and – uh you know, I like the Ravens, but they're having an interesting year. Obviously, Lamar Jackson had his first start this past week, and they got a win, which was great for them. Uh, they're going through the transition with Flacco. But, you know, I'm looking at the Steeler, the Ravens schedule right now. I mean, they play the Raiders this week. I think they can win. But, I mean, you look at the next three games after that. They're at the Falcons, they're at the Chiefs, and then they're at home against the Bucks. They have a pretty tough schedule, so I would give it to the Steelers. You know, Juju's having a great year at him on fantasy. Roethlisberger, yeah. again, is just impressing me as always with his age. He's fast. He's mobile. Um, their defense is always, you know, very consistent, and they play hard. And, you know, 7-2 and two is a solid record. Um, you know, just looking at their schedule right now, they're at the Broncos this week, and I see that as a win. At yep. the Chargers the week after that, which probably be one of their toughest games of the season. Absolutely. And then we've got the Raiders. So, yeah, I see the Pittsburgh Steelers winning the division. I don't think they're going to win the title this year. Again, you know, anything's possible, like they say, on any given Sunday. But, uh, yeah, I give it to the Steelers. Uh, shout out to Mike Tomlin. Great coach. Um, great team and, and, and organization. But, yeah, they'll, they'll take that. They'll take that division without a doubt. Absolutely. I'm also a huge Mike Tomlin fan. I got a little more on him later on in the segment. Mm. Uh, just a quick note or nugget here. Please, uh, yep. Saints have won nine in a row. The Texans have won seven in a row. And your Pittsburgh Steelers have won six in a row. So yep. they are right there with the uh, upper echelon teams right now in the league with six wins in a row. Right. Um, if we move on to the AFC South, 
just like I mentioned, seven in a row for the Houston Texans. That's and the next phenomenal. Behind them is the Indianapolis Colts, surprisingly at five and five. And I'll have more yeah. on that later on as well. But right now, I'd have to go with Houston. I mean, I love their defensive line. You got to love JJ Watt, Jadavion yeah. Clowney. Um, I think they're a real fast, aggressive defense. And to go yeah. along with Deshaun Watson on offense and the stud DeAndre Hopkins at wide receiver, this is yeah. a pretty balanced football team. And I don't see anyone really challenging them in that division uh, from here on out. Andrew Luck, I do think, is going to keep things interesting um, with Indi- Indianapolis. But I do not see them overtaking Houston. I've got Houston winning this division. Do you have anything different? Yeah, you know, uh, as they say in life, great minds think alike. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Houston, um, great team. I mean, you know, they've played solid football. I'm a big fan of a lot of their players, especially what's, what's which is unfortunate. You know, obviously, Will Fuller is that for the year. But I've always been a big Will Fuller fan. He had a star study career at Notre Dame, especially his final year there. Um, Deshaun Watson, you know, he's finally kind of breaking out of the shell. Shout out to Clemson. Um, J.J. Watt, you know, he's – I'll say this. I love J.J. Watt as a player, and I love him as a person, especially what Houston has been through with the, the tragedy, you know, the hurricane. And, and he gave so much of his own money back to the city. He's really the face, that I think, of that community and the organization. Yes. So shout out to them. Yeah, you know um, – I'm excited for Houston. It's a great run they're having. I, I see them, again, winning the division. I don't see them winning a Super Bowl, but don't count them out of the, the picture for the next five, ten, whatever years. Um, their next game is at the Titans, which should actually be very exciting. You know, you got Watson against uh, Mariota. Then yeah, then, the, the then Titans are knocked off. Yeah. They're playing the Browns. Team. Yeah, and then after the Browns, they're playing who you just mentioned, the Colts. Big shout-out to the Colts. Um, yeah, yeah. they're, they're an organization that I think has really still, you know, I, I think that they're still looking for their identity, you know, yeah. for all of us, the Colts were really Peyton Manning, you know, that was his team. And I like Andrew Luck a lot. He's one of those players that has had ups, but also downs, but he still stuck it out. And, um, I'm happy for him. And I, 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 he's having a good year and we'll see what happens, you know, I, um, it's going to come down to the wire with them. But, yeah, I give it to the, Tex- the Texans. Uh, yeah. Great season, good run, and, yeah, we'll see what happens with the rest of the year. Yeah, and good numbers across the board. They're 3-1 and one at home, 4-2 and two away, 2-1 mm-hmm. and one in the division, 5-2 and two yeah. in the conference, yeah. plus 34 differentials. So they're looking pretty good. Yeah. We'll move out to the AFC West here. A little bit of a better division now. we got Kansas City Chiefs sitting at 9-2 and two at the top uh, of the Two games behind them are the Chargers. Now, right. listen, I'm a stand-up guy, and I'll always say that. My Super Bowl picks prior to the season was Green Bay against San Diego. Now, wow. my Green, now my Green Bay pick looks pretty bad right now. Um, yeah, yeah. It looks like McCarthy's going to be on his way out after the season. Yeah, um, exactly. People are talking how the Aaron Rodgers injury early in the year might be hobbling him a bit. Um, they're, they're all, they're in all bad shape right now, but mm-hmm. the Chargers actually look pretty good still. So I'm going to stick with that pick. As far as the Chargers overtaking Kansas City for the division, I don't see it happening. No. I mean, hey, you got to give credit to Pat Mahomes, Andy oh, Reid, Tyreek Hill, yeah. um, Kareem Hunt. I mean, 
these guys are on fire. They're making yeah. football look easy right now, and I think it's yeah. catering a lot to fantasy football. The yeah. league loves it. Um, you know, with the new rules now where you can't really, you know, uh, hit uh, de- uh, receivers much and uh, you have to protect the quarterback, they are really, really taking advantage of that. I mean, they're a high-flying offense, man. Plus 110 yeah. differential, a 404.4. They're yeah. They're loaded right now, and uh, they make it look easy. I don't see the Chargers overtaking them, but um, I'll talk about the Chargers when we get to the wild card. What do you think the division is going to come down to? Yeah, you know, um, it's probably within the AFC in general at this point the most competitive division. Yeah. Um, I would, yeah, you know, actually, yeah, honestly, I, I would say that it's more competitive than the AFC North. Um, yeah. As of now, I mean, Kansas City's putting up PlayStation numbers. I don't think that we will ever see another game on a Monday night like we witnessed. Yeah. Um, and that was great stuff. It was great stuff. And, look, it's one of those games where, honestly, I'll say it from the heart, if I'm a Kansas City fan, I would almost treat it as a win. Not only because, yeah. you know, it was a loss, but, I mean, to have a game like that, you can't you can't give them enough credit. I mean, Mahomes is a he's becoming a legend within himself. I don't know about this year, but I definitely think that before he retires, he will win a Super Bowl. Yeah. If not the Chiefs of another team, but yeah, they're putting up phenomenal numbers. Um, you know, Mahomes and their defense and uh, Kareem Hunt live on fantasy. I mean, he's average. You know, uh, Mahomes real quick. He's got. 37 touchdowns, um, 10 interceptions. His rating is about 117.9. You could bet your house on that. Kareem Hunt, you know, he's got seven TDs. Uh, They're they're great. You know, they're putting up a lot of yards. Tariq Hill is a beast. Yeah. Um, Hitchens on defense. So, yeah, they're they're, – and and Andy Reid, you know, I've always respected Andy Reid as a coach, even when when he was at the Eagles. I I think that he – should get more credit than people give him. Yeah. Um, and he's really, to my view, once he arrived in Kansas City, has turned the organization around to the winner. Okay. So, yeah, I give them that division. Uh, I'm, a, I'm a big Rivers fan. You know, he's part of what I call one of the golden classes of the draft, including Manning and a few other guys. Uh, but, yeah, I, I give Kansas City the division and um, – and I could see them going all the way, but I know we're going to keep that for another time. Yeah, and hey, for the monster numbers that Mahomes is putting out, 28 touchdowns. I mean, look at Tyreek Hill here through 11 weeks, 65 catches, 1,100 yards. Phenomenal. Yeah. The guy's amazing. He's faster than everybody on the field. He makes it look easy, and he's Mahomes' favorite weapon. And it's scary because, you know, with Watkins and Kelsey and Hunt, I mean, you know, the road is endless for them, you know? Yeah. Yeah, they're like thunder and lightning. They're just a, they're a great duo. Yeah. The other thing I want to say about the Chiefs is this. Um, they have lost two close football games by three points to very, very good football teams. Right. New England and the Rams. Yep. Both on the road. And that's something to consider come playoff time. Can the Chiefs? Close it out in crunch time. Can they get the big right. play late? Can they get the big stop late? 
Um, Andy Reid's going to have a lot this year on his plate because he hasn't won the big football game. And now he's got the talent to do so with this high-flying offense. The one thing I want to see a little more from the Chiefs is I want to see that defense click a little more. I mean, they've got some talent, and They've got D. Ford. Um, they're going to have Eric Berry coming back. I mean, they got some. They got some talent there, and I'd like to see them utilize it, get some big stops sure. necessary to help this offense out. But the big question in my mind is, can Andy Reid finally win it? There should be no excuses now. Got to win a couple exactly. big playoff games. Well said. Very well said. Yeah. All right. We'll move on to um, the wild cards here in the AFC. And my two wild cards are, of course, I'm going to go with the Chargers. They're my Super Bowl pick. I'm going to stick with them. Phillip Rivers is having an awesome year. They're seven and three. They're three and two at home. Four and one on the road, which is awesome. Um, they are five and two in the conference with a plus 53 differential. They're a healthy football team right now. All right, they have uh, Keenan Allen back. Uh, Melvin Gordon is running crazy. Um, yeah. And the defense is pretty good this year, Calder. The Derwin James, the safety from Florida State, has had a big impact on this team. Casey Hayward, Casey Hayward at corner. Melvin Ingram, we all know what he can do in getting to the quarterback. And then, of course, Joey Bosa. Um, this team, I think, has the tools, both offensively and defensively, to win a Super Bowl. And that's why I picked them. Um, they did revamp the offensive line in the offseason, bringing in Russell Okung. They did bring in Mike Pouncey for center, so they are protecting Rivers. And, uh, you know, he's the one guy out of those other ones, uh, Manning, Roethlisberger, he's the guy I want to see win. And, um, you know, he's taken his team far into the playoffs before, has never gotten over that hump. I think they have a shot this year. That's my first wild card team. My second wild card team is going to be Baltimore. Um I like what John Harbaugh brings. He's been there before. He's won a Super Bowl. Um, while I don't think Flacco is the answer for the, for the future, uh, I think it's time to move on from him, to be honest with you. I yeah. just think that right now nobody else is really that close for the second wild card. Uh, I mean, technically, numbers-wise, there are teams. But physicality-wise and just that home field advantage-wise down the stretch here, I think they'll be too much, and I think they'll get in. Um, and the defense is really good. I mean, they've allowed 181 points, which I believe is best in the conference. Yes, it is. It could be best in the league. Give me a second. Yeah, they have the best defense in the league. So I do think they'll be the second wild card. I don't see them making a serious run to the Super Bowl, but those are my two wild card teams, Chargers and Ravens. How about you? Yep. Uh, we're, we're, we're pretty much on the same page tonight. Yeah. Um, <laughs> River, yeah, so, you know, I think the Chargers are a great team. I, I just looked up Philip Rivers' stats. For anyone listening to, listening to this who doesn't know, so this is his career. His rating right now is about 95.6. Wow. His yards is about 53,000, which is just unreal to think about. And his TDs are 365. Um, yeah, you know, I, I want him to get a ring. I think that he's really fought hard for this organization, for the team, uh, you know they, they they have a solid you know they have a solid roster they're they're staying in that division they're doing the best they can I wouldn't count them out I think there's a long road to go um, I'm a you know yeah I'm a big fan there's one of those I guess if if I had to choose I guess a West Coast team that I would pull for that's 
besides my favorite team on the East Coast, I would choose the Chargers. Um, you know, looking at their schedule, let's see. So they got Arizona this weekend. They're at Pittsburgh, which I think will be their toughest test of the year. Then they're playing Cincinnati at home. Then they're at Kansas City, which should be a great matchup. Then they're at home versus Baltimore. And then they're at Denver. So, you know, it's a it's a tough road, but I think they can do it. Um, and yeah, like you said, I, I, it's funny before before you mentioned your second team, I was already thinking about the Ravens. Um, I like Lamar Jackson. Obviously, he had a great career at Louisville, where he was putting up PlayStation numbers. You know, he won the Heisman. Uh, I think that it's it's time for Flacco to, you know, step down. Um, as in life, you know, every great thing doesn't last forever, and he's had a phenomenal career, and I'll never forget that Super Bowl that they won. Um, but, yeah, you know, I think it's time for him to, to, to you know, to hang up the jersey. And, um, you know, he's a Hall of Fame player, but I think Jackson is the new face of the organization. I, I was impressed watching him this past weekend. Again, he's just a guy that can operate in and out, in, out, in and outside of the pocket. Yeah. And, uh I don't see the Ravens winning it all this year, but I see them staying in the fight. Um, I'm a fan of Harbaugh. I like him as a coach. Um, and, yeah, they'll, you know, they'll, they'll fight until the last whistle. They're always a team that gives it their all and plays physical on defense and offense, and um, it'll be exciting. You know, it's, all, it's always great seeing which teams can hang in for the wild card, and especially if they start the season a little shaky like the Ravens, They've just won a game. You know, I, I personally can't read the future, but I could see the Ravens going on a three- or four-game winning streak. I can see Lamar Jackson putting up six or seven touchdowns in their next few games and maybe one or two picks. Yeah. Um, and I think that as an organization, the fan base is going to stand behind him. And I would hope and I believe that Joe Flacco is being encouraging of Lamar Jackson right now, giving him the tools to success the advice because you wouldn't want someone who's now kind of getting their start to not be backed up by the locker room. Yeah. Because that's really where the team chemistry and everything is formed. It's really inside the locker room before you actually step on the field. So yeah, I agree with you on those two picks. They're, they're solid. Yeah. And uh, back to Lamar Jackson, I am very, very interested to see how he plays out here in the NFL. Mm -hmm. Um, you know me as an honest person, and yep. I was I was not high on him as being an NFL quarterback. I was a huge fan of his at Louisville. I thought right. the guy was the best athlete since Reggie Bush to come through college. Yep. Um, I, I definitely was a doubter of his uh, coming into the NFL, but I am rooting for him and uh, can't wait to see what he can do. Um, let's move over to the uh, NFC, uh, NFC sure. East. Now, we got the Redskins sitting at six and four, uh, Cowboys in second at five and five, Eagles in third at four and six, and of course the Giants down at the bottom at three and seven. I mean, listen, this division is still pretty open, man. I mean, yep. don't never say never because the Giants can run the table and win a division, man. Mm -hmm. um, I'm not going to go that route. I'm going to stick with the Cowboys. I think they're the most balanced team in the division, especially with Alex Smith going down now. Uh, if Smith was still around, I'd probably stick with the Redskins. 
But I do think that the Cowboys are going to uh, prevail on Thanksgiving, and I do think that they're going to win this division. Uh, love the Amari Cooper trade. I know you're trading a first-rounder for him, but Cooper's a first-round talent. So if you can get some first-round production from this guy for the next three to five years, yeah, um, then you kind of made out. Um, hopefully he can he can help them a bit. Uh, love the run game. The defense this year is playing off the hook. Uh, Demarcus yep. Lawrence has been great. Secondary's been pretty well. Byron right. Jones, kid out of uh, Connecticut, has played pretty yep. well. Yeah. Um, yeah, that Cowboy defense for once has really, really stepped up and kind of carried that offense. Uh, they've only allowed 190 points. Uh, so pretty close to that Raven defense we were talking about earlier. But I got the Cowboys in the NFC East. How do you see it uh, shaking out? Yeah. Um, no, it's 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 a solid. You know, I all, all of you that don't know, you probably do know. I'm a I'm a diehard Giants fan. They're my team. Um, yeah, I mean, I think that the past really five years, the NFC East is one of those divisions where no matter what you're thinking, there's really no way to predict who's going to win the division. But I think that's what that's what makes it so exciting. Obviously, I'd love my Giants to win it. They're not going to. That's the reality. They have won, you know, they've won two games in a row. Um, I like I like Pat Shermer as a coach. I think that what the Giants have been going through, he's really done the best that he can do. Um, you know, obviously Eli Manning. I love Eli. He's a Hall of Famer. I think that this really should be his last year at the helm of the table, the head. Um, I have to say, I wish Alex Smith the best recovery possible. That injury is something that you never want to see, and I, I, I truly feel bad for him. And I feel bad for Redskins fans because, you know, they say, and we, we can say this a million times over, you know, football is a team sport, but it really is led by the quarterback. And by Smith going down, you know, Colt McCoy's a good guy. I really don't know too much about McCoy, but their season's yeah. over. Um, yeah. The only thing I could – you know, only thing that could happen is if McCoy goes on one of these amazing runs, as with the Eagles last year, where with Foles, where he can just find what he needs to do to win. But I would give it to the Cowboys. As hard as, hard as it is to say that, I think the Cowboys will win the division. Um, you know, they had an impressive win. Um, Dak Prescott, I respect him as a player. He, he looked good their last game. He had that amazing hurdle. Yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah, I think they're going to win it. You know, I'm looking at the Redskins schedule right now. It's very tough. They're at Dallas tomorrow, which I think they're going to lose. Then they're at the Eagles huh, for Monday night. And then they're at the, and then they're at home versus the Giants. So that's very, that's a very tough schedule. And I would say realistically that they'll lose to Dallas by at least 14 points. They'll lose to Philly maybe by 21. And knock on wood, they lose to the Giants by maybe three or seven. I could see Giants as their closest game, a game they could win. So I'll give it to the Cowboys. Um, I think that, you know, Dak Prescott's very talented. Their defense is hanging in there. I'm sure Jerry Jones, through all these years with having Romo and now Prescott, is just hoping and probably praying to God that, he finally gets the Super Bowl. My final note on this division, and this is interesting because I was wondering where this guy even was. 
the past few days. But for all of you that don't know, Mark Sanchez is on the Redskins. Yeah. He's their third string QB, Sanchez. So yeah. that's just a little shout out. I had no idea where he was. I honestly thought he was out of football because, I, you know, he was with the Jets. They had those amazing runs. But, uh, yeah, so that's Cowboys won the division for the NFC, without a doubt. Yeah, someone I just want to highlight for the Cowboys, uh, Jalen Smith, the kid that mm-hmm. was drafted out of Notre Dame, middle linebacker, yeah. uh, who had the horrific leg injury. He's played real well for that defense. Yeah. 73 combined tackles, 47 solo, 26 assisted. Um, yeah. He's got a fumble recovery, a forced fumble. Uh, he's played pretty well for them. And um, he kind of has filled in for the Sean Lee uh, absence. Lee Lee's pretty fragile. I mean, he's getting hurt every single year. I think it's time for the Cowboys to move on from Sean Lee. But, yeah, I agree. But they have a good replacement there in uh, Jalen Smith, who has really, really performed well. Um, all right, we'll move on to the NFC North. Um, Chicago Bears sitting at the top at seven and three. Uh, Minnesota Vikings in second, five four and one, with Green yep. Bay right behind them at four five and one. Like I said, Packers were my Super Bowl pick. Uh, yep. They're probably out on the outside looking in here. I'm gonna stick with the Bears, even though they've lost Bisky here supposedly for tomorrow. Um, Bears at seven and three. I think the defense is loaded, man. I'm a real, yeah. real big fan. They, they've caused a ton of turnovers. Um, they, Leonard Floyd is really getting to the quarterback. Of course, Khalil Mack, um, amazing trade for Chicago there. Brings the eight sacks over from um, Oakland. Yeah. Uh, Kyle Fuller in the secondary. Uh, Eddie Jackson at safety, kid from Alabama. A um, bunch of interceptions between those two. I think Fuller has four. Jackson has three and two forced fumbles. Uh, hey, even your old buddy, Prince of Mucamore, is playing really, really well. Right. Those guys. Yeah, man, that's legend. Uh, two, two forced fumbles, two picks for him as well. Danny Trevathan in the middle. I believe he's got about 68 tackles. Yeah. Um, Really, really good defense, and also kid from Georgia who was drafted in the first round at linebacker Roquan Smith. So yeah, I was about to mention yep. Yeah, so you know, for for the lack of um, proficiency or high flying offense per se that Chicago has, they make up for it on defense. They kind of remind me of those uh, Baltimore Raven teams from from back in the day with the mm-hmm. with the really really great defenses and the lackluster yeah. offenses. Um, but I like Chicago to win the division. Um, Minnesota right behind them. They do have a chance to come up and creep up and take over. But uh, I'm going to go, I'm going to go with Chicago. Something's wrong with Aaron Rodgers and Green Bay. Uh, yeah. Detroit's four and six. They're on yeah. the outside really looking in. But, yeah. uh, hey, don't count out the Vikings, but I'm going to go with the Bears here. Yeah. I'm going to go with the Bears too. Um, I'm a huge, well, I'm a Tar Heel fan for life, so I'm a big fan of Mitch Trubisky. Great college career. He was really, in my view, a dark horse candidate for the NFL. I didn't know what to expect from him. It's. I hope he's okay. Um, obviously, look, you know, he doesn't play tomorrow. I don't think it's the end of the world for them and their season. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, he's, I mean, he's really – I don't remember watching football and seeing – a great quarterback for the Bears, at least since I've been alive. Yeah. He's really stepped up to the plate. He's got 20 touchdowns this year, about 2,469 yards, 
Howard has had a great season with five TDs. Yeah, um, yeah four, four interceptions. This guy, Rokon Smith, with three sacks, and Gabriel on the receiving end with two TDs. So yeah. yeah, they're they're playing uh they're playing Bears football with what we expect. Um I'm very excited to see what they do. Not their Super Bowl here, but give them time to develop. And I'll say this, they're even having a great end of the they're even having a great kicking season with Cody Parkey. Yeah. Um he's done a phenomenal job. Uh he's hit a I think a field goal from about fifty yards long. He's got a percentage of about seventy six point two. Um, and extra, for field goals, extra points, his percentage is about 93.8. So I think that overall, I would mark them as a healthy team, one yeah. that even if they don't win it all out, can just sit comfortably and say that we had a good season and that has a lot of room to grow. Um, so I'm going to stick with the Bears, you know, looking at their schedule. Um, obviously, I have them winning at Detroit tomorrow. I think even if Trubisky is out, that they'll win the game for him and for their fans. I think Detroit's having some struggles right now. Then they're at my New York Giants, which I think is actually going to be for the Giants maybe the most exciting matchup of the year. If Trubisky plays against Eli at MetLife. And then Sunday, December 9th, which will probably be their toughest game of the year, they're at the LA Rams. And they're playing... Actually, no, they're home against the Rams. They're home against Green Bay. Then they then they're at San Fran and they're at Minnesota. So they have a pretty tough schedule besides I'd say the Giants and Green Bay. But yeah, yeah. I give them the division. Um, you know, don't come out don't count out the Vikings again. Last year we all remember that game against the Saints at the end, which was probably one of the greatest endings in a playoff game in NFL history. My job dropped that day. I wanna say also that was, if I'm not mistaken, the day where I went to a Giants game that they beat, that they lost to the Rams at home, like 54-3, to which I want to forget that. But I won't forget the Vikings winning. So, yeah, I give it to the Bears. All right, yeah. Trubisky's been awesome, man. 65% completion percentage. Like you yeah. said, the 20 TDs to nine picks. Yeah. I think Chicago is a good enough offense to win with that superb defense, and that's kind of how I see that, how I see yeah. that. yeah. Um, all right, NFC South, this is an easy one for me. I'm going Saints. I don't Very really easy. say much. <laughs> I mean, the road to uh, the Super Bowl, I believe, is going to go through the Superdome. And, yep. and Drew Brees is just unbeatable in that place. Oh, he's unreal. Um, he's played awesome. He's got 25 TDs to one pick, man. Yeah. The, the, the offense is high-flying. It's versatile. Michael yeah. Thomas, Alvin Kamara. Uh, Mark Ingram, and you know what? The defense has picked things up of late. Uh, they Early on in the year, they struggled, but they've picked some things up. Carolina, I think they'll be around for the wild card. Don't see them winning division at all. Um, yeah. Saints are too good here, man. The Falcons have really run out, yeah. run out of time. But uh, you see anything different? No, I don't. Um, I love the Saints. My sister, Jane, shout out to her, goes to Tulane. So she's told me about the hype down there. Again, this is a guy just – it would not do justice to not highlight his career stats. Yeah. So his career, he's got a 97.8 rating, 73,000 yards. Yeah. 513 touchdowns. Yeah, clear first ballot Hall of Famer. Yeah, definitely. His 18th season in the league, he went to Purdue. Um, yeah, I mean, look, I think they're going to win the Super Bowl. It's, 
you know, Michael Thomas, Breeze, Kamara, they have, I think, really the most complete team in the league. And honestly, to be fair, I would put them above the Rams and the Chiefs and just how they're complete. They are their death. Sean Payton, great coach. Um, You know, that's one of those teams where you have the quarterback-coach duo with him and Breeze, like Brady and Belichick or McCarthy and Rodgers. Yep. But I see all all roads going to the Saints for the Super Bowl. I think that if they do in the Super Bowl, it's really a, a Hollywood ending for Breeze to end his career. The yeah. guy won't have to pay for a drink the rest of his life, and he's a great family man. I mean, he's set. He'll be a Hall of Famer. I'm sure that he's a guy that will be involved with the organization. He has a lot for the community. He's a well-respected guy around the league. So I, I see that. I really see no comparison. I have to say that. Truthfully, the Falcons, their best shot to win a Super Bowl was against the Patriots. Yeah. And honestly, I think that, uh, you know, it's just after that loss, I don't see them winning a Super Bowl for maybe the next five to ten years. Yeah. Matt Ryan, I just think that they really passed up the opportunity. And obviously it was a terrible loss. But, yeah. Um, it's it's the Saints division, and I wish the best for them for the rest of the year. And I think that they can win it, and I hope they do. Even as a Giants fan, I would love for them to win the Super Bowl, and especially for Brees. Yeah, I mean, not enough is said about Drew Brees. I mean, when Peyton yeah. Manning was around, it was all about Peyton Manning. Yeah. Nowadays, it's all about Tom Brady and Aaron yeah. Rodgers. Nobody yeah. gives Breeze the credit. The guy, yeah. year, year in and year out, he's unbelievable. And I think something that you talked about just briefly, which is something that we should point out, is Sean Payton is the head coach in New Orleans. The guy has been there, okay? The other team here that's going to be pretty close to New Orleans in, in as far as uh, Super Bowl would be um, the kid from Los Angeles, McVay. Yeah, yeah McVay, while he's a bright young mind, yeah. And, uh, and and I think very highly of him. He hasn't been there before. He hasn't nope. been there before, and he's got the young quarterback also. But the yeah. tandem of Peyton and Breeze has been there before. I give yeah. them edge over the Rams. And, you know, I, like I said, I was wrong with my Packers pick, but I got to go with the Saints all the way yeah. uh, to the Super Bowl probably versus yeah. uh, the Chargers, like I said. Uh, but but that's that's a talk for another time. Yeah. Um, why don't we move on to the NFC West here? Sounds um, good. I think even more of a slam dunk than the NFC South. I mean, how are we going to say anything else besides the Rams? Right. Next team is 5-5, five and five, Seattle behind them, which, by the way, Pete Carroll has done a very, very good job with yes. a revamped roster there, man. They lost Earl Thomas, Cam yep. Chancellor, Richard Sherman. Lynch. Uh, yeah, yeah, Marshawn Lynch. They lost a lot of their identity, yeah, man. I give them a lot of credit. Yeah, he has really um, pushed through there with some of those younger guys. Credit to their drafting. Um, Pete Carroll, had, you know, he started off his career early on uh, with the Jets and the, and the yeah. Patriots, and um, I believe it was the Patriots first, but yeah, whatever. Both teams, I mean, Pete Carroll, he, he wasn't really known for being a great coach back then. Went on no. to USC, had the great career in college, and yeah. – Seattle, man, he has really established himself yes. as uh, one of the better coaches in the league. And I think yes. the best thing to happen to Pete Carroll was Russell Wilson. And Definitely. I, and I think they still have a lot of winning to go in the future. But um, 
the Rams got the division, man. That, yeah. That's all I really have to say. Gurley, Goff, Cooks, yeah. uh, the defense with Aaron Donald and, and uh, Sue, uh, they're loaded, man. Uh, yeah. Tlaib, Marcus Peters. Uh, I think they'll be right there in the NFC Championship game. I, like I said, I don't think they're going to beat the Saints, but do you have anything else different in the NFC West? Yeah, I mean, go Rams. They've really put up PlayStation numbers. Um, great way to win that game. I, I, not to make a side note or, or to get off of the topic, but, you know, shout out. Um, you know, California's been going through a lot right now. They've had some terrible wildfires, some other events, so – I think that, you know, football and sports, it really is more than a game and touchdowns. And for Goff to win it at home for those fans and really the state in general, I give them a lot of credit. Um, but they've had a great year. I mean, Goff, Curley, Cooks, Littleton, Johnson the third. It's It's been an unreal year. Um, yeah. They've really played their hearts out. I give McVay a lot of credit. Um, yeah, really nothing else to say. But, yeah. You know, I've I've always I have an uncle who lives in Seattle, so I've always pulled for the Seahawks, and I give them a lot of credit. You know, they've had success with some Super Bowls. Carroll is a good coach. He's he's a good coach. Again, you know, he kind of was one of those um, lifetime you know coaches in football that really you know he did his NFL stunts. He got to USC. They had one of the greatest runs of any college football team with those wins with Matt Leinart. Reggie Bush, um, then obviously they had their whole scandal, and, and he left, and he went to the Seahawks, and he did a great job really rebranding the Seahawks and getting them back on the mark as one of the marquee teams in football. And, yes, the best thing to happen to him in that organization is Russell Wilson. So shout-out to them, but they're, no one, the Rams are too good. Yeah. Too good. There would be no way that they would lose that division. Um and uh, yeah, I can see them. I could see them going all the way, but I know it's a side conversation. All I got to say about this is I'm gonna stick with the Saints. That's all you yeah. say. Yeah, someone I just want to pinpoint though on the Rams, uh, Aaron Donald. Man, the guy is a force to be reckoned with. Fourteen yes. and a F sacks, man, in five years in the league. The guy's had three double digit sack years. One year with nine. Pretty remarkable. Yeah, uh, another one with eight sacks as well. He's fifty three and a half sacks in five years. I mean. You know, he's on pace to, to be up there with the best of them. I'm talking Reggie yep. White. I don't want to go as far as Lawrence Taylor type stuff, but yeah. he could be up there with Reggie White. And uh, yep. in this day and age where you can't really play defense in the secondary so much, the way to play defense is get to the quarterback, get pressure, and nobody yep. does it better than Aaron Donald, the kid out of Pitt. And, right. hey, it's funny, man. Pitt produces all these studs, Darrell Revis, Larry Fitzgerald, Shady McCoy, Right. And it's very rare that Pitt's in the, you know, top 15, top 10 in the country, but they always produce big-time talent at the NFL level. Definitely. Definitely. Yeah. Um, all right. So two wild-card teams, the NFC, we'll, we'll say it quick. Um, I'm going to go with the Vikings. Um, I'm going to go with Minnesota. I, I think Cousins will get them over the hump and get them in the playoffs. I don't really see them making crazy noise. I do love the defense, Harrison Smith. Um, a bunch of other guys as well, Anthony Barr, uh, Trey yep. Wayne. They've got some really good players out there. Um, I do think that the Vikings will be a wild card team. I think they've underperformed a bit. Um, but, hey, Thielen's having a great year. 
Um, yeah. and, and, and Diggs as well. They, they have Cook back. Cook's fumbled a couple times. Right. Um, I, you know, I don't see them running the table and going to the Super Bowl, but I do think they'll be there. My second wild card team, I'll get it out of the way right now, is Carolina. Um, started off on fire, slowed down a bit. They've lost two in a row here and stumbled. Um, they're one and four on the road, which scares me a bit because they're going to have to go on the road in the playoffs. But five yeah. and zero oh home. Love Cam Newton. Um, you know, I like the defense, uh, but I think Carolina will definitely be there in the wild card. Don't see them making crazy noise. You see it any different? Uh, I actually have two wild cards. Mine are the Seahawks. Okay. And uh, I'm going to go with um, Seahawks and the Vikings. Okay. Not much to say on both ends. I just think that both teams have had success and uh, they'll still – Find a way to get there. Yeah. All right, great, great. Um, gonna go uh, now. We're gonna hand out some awards, guys. Uh, yeah. This far into the season, through week eleven, Thanksgiving weekend, and we're gonna start it off with offensive player of the year. Uh, so we'll give you an offensive player of the year, defensive player of the year, and then an overall MVP. Um, listen, for all the accolades and the hype and the accomplishments that Todd Gurley has, has done this year. I'm yeah. not taking anything away from the guy. He's a, he's a monster. He's a beast. Yeah. Uh, I believe he's got, what does he have, 13 um, rushing touchdowns, four receiving touchdowns. Yeah. He's, got, he's, o- he's got over 1,000 yards rushing. The guy's right. a monster. But someone for me that, that kind of lives in his shadow who yeah. – who really, really is versatile in an offense and yeah. and kind of has a huge impact on a team here for me is Alvin Kamara, man. Second season out there uh, in yeah. New Orleans. Kamara, um, 11 rushing touchdowns right now. Um, he's got another four receiving touchdowns. Guy's got 15 touchdowns, and he's splitting time with, with Mark Ingram. Now, I know Ingram was out a couple weeks early on in the season, but – they have kind of balanced things out a little bit there. And every week, and I have the guy in fantasy as well, that's not the reason I'm picking him, but I just think he's had a huge, huge impact on this team. Sure. Um, 617 yards, uh, 510 receiving yards. Yeah. I mean, I mean, the guy's been really, really good, and he's a great outlet for Drew Brees. I mean, if you look at the receiving core there in um, New Orleans, they brought in Des Bryant, but to be honest with you, man, Alvin Kamara, Alvin Kamara was their number two behind Michael Thomas, even if Des was healthy there. Right, right. Um, I, I think Kamara's just, just been awesome. He, they split him out wide. They put him in motion. The guy's taking handoffs going um, horizontally or laterally. Um, quick hitters, uh, you know, Breeze is lofting him over corners down the sideline to Kamara. Yeah, very, very versatile player. And yeah. for Drew Brees, who commands the offense, I think the offense kind of runs through Alvin Kamara. And, uh, again, not taking anything away from Gurley, but my offensive player of the year so far is Alvin Kamara. Solid choice. And a lot of, a lot of credit to him. Mine, I'm going to have to go with, uh, a man called Juju Smith, Juju Smith Schuster. Okay. Nice. I think that he's really been, uh, the shadow behind, or I should say the star behind uh, Roethlisberger. 
I like the guy. He's very big, flashy. You know, it's his second uh, season in the league. His career right now overall is about 122 receiving yards, about 1,000 yards in total, and 10 touchdowns this season. He's got about 64 receiving yards, a total of 866 yards and three TDs. So I like him. He's very fast, big, physical, gets to the ball. I see him as really um, a franchise player moving down the line for the Steelers. I see him staying there for a solid five to six seasons and getting some more numbers up there. But, yeah, not you know really not much to say, just that, you know, he's obviously put up a lot of points in fantasy, but I like what I see on the field. Very charismatic guy, you know, enjoys playing with the team, and uh, I would yeah, I'd give him the award. Awesome, awesome. All right, we'll move on to Defensive Player of the Year. Uh, just mention the guy, Aaron Donald, man, 14 and a half sacks. Um, I know that the Rams have the high-flying offense and all, but, hey, you need defense in the playoff games, and yes. I think Donald clearly brings that. He's he's unstoppable on the D-line, man. You can't block the guy. It, sometimes you have to triple-team him, and um, we all know that that can open some things up for that Rams defense. Yeah. Um, Listen, they're loaded on all levels, the Rams, and I think they're primed to make a big run. Um, Donald, though, man, three fourth fumbles, two fumble recoveries, 14 and a half sacks, 16 tackles for a loss. Uh, I, I just can't say enough about him. He, he's amazing. They're 10 and 1. Aaron Donald is my defensive player of the year. Uh, Khalil Mack is close, man. He came over from Oakland. He's had a huge impact on that defense, eight sacks, but not to the level of Aaron Donald, and he has been worth every penny that Sean McVay and that organization dished out to him. Uh, who do you have for your defensive player of the year? Yes, you know, defense, is, uh, to be fair and just for me to be truthful, it's not really something I focus on. I shouldn't, and as – this podcast progresses. I'll definitely focus on both sides of the ball. So I'm not really going to say a player because I can't do justice to the stats and the backstory. Okay. Um, but I'm just going to do a team if that's okay. I'm just going to say the Saints. Awesome. Um, we talked about it earlier. I think they've stepped up to the ball and they've they've shown more effort. I mean, to see them win in the fashion that they did against the Eagles, especially on the defense, was phenomenal. Yeah. I mean, they held them to, I don't know what it was, seven points or 14, whatever the number was. They just controlled the ball. It was almost watching a, a college football game where you have a Michigan playing a Toledo or just a high-stakes game where the defense is at home, and they're saying, this is our house, we're going to protect it, and we're going to do justice all over the ball. So it's not just the offense that's winning the game. It's on both sides. Yeah. So I don't really have a player – I think as we progress, maybe our next take on the NFL, I'll, I'll choose one. But I'd okay. just like to do some more research and, and really find a good story to focus on. But I'll give it to the Saints, their defense. Fair enough. A, I think they've done a phenomenal job. I mean, 9-1 record in the NFC South is, is pretty remarkable. Yeah, man, definitely. And, hey, they knocked off the Rams. So. Yep. Um, all right, good. So we'll go to our overall MVP so far. <clears throat> Someone we kind of talked really highly of just uh, briefly uh, a couple minutes ago, uh, Drew Brees, my Dang. MVP. Uh, 77% completion percentage, 2964 passing yards, yeah. 25 TDs to one pick. The yeah. guy has been phenomenal. 
I'm telling you right now, he's on that revenge tour from last year. They had that um, – they kind of just fell apart there against Minnesota with the whole um, digs catch and, and touchdown and the collapse there at the end. And don't yeah. think for one minute that Drew Brees does not remember that. He's getting older. I don't know how much more time he has left. Do I think he can, can continue to, to play at a high level? Absolutely. But yeah. – who knows with the family and all, and yeah. you know the guy's been around for a while. He's made enough money. I think he's coming toward the end of his career. Drew Brees wants that Super Bowl more than anything right now. And yeah. I'll be honest with you, man. For for what Mahomes has done, I believe Mahomes has 38 touchdown passes to 10 picks. I yeah. like Brees better with the 25 TDs to one pick. He is not making any mistakes, and that offense is flying high. Who do you yeah. have for overall MVP? Colby? Yeah, same thing, you know. Uh, the Saints, the, the Saints go marching in. I agree. Yeah, <laughs> I totally agree. Um, I don't think that sports coverage has done justice to Breeze. It's always been Roethlisberger, Brady, Newton, Eli. I think that he deserves a lot more credit. But I will say that. As a person, I respect him a lot because he's not a guy who's going to go on Twitter and make flashy comments. He does what he needs to do. He wins football games. He does the best that he can on off the field. He's putting up lifetime numbers. He will be, without a doubt, a Hall of Famer and a guy who will stay in the league, and I'm sure he'll you know, he'll keep doing his charities. He'll support players. He'll stand off the organization. You know, I'm looking at their their schedule right now. I mean, this is pretty remarkable. He they so he put up 43 points against Atlanta, 43 points up against the Redskins, 45 points against the Rams. You know, 51 points against the Bengals. Wow. 40 points against the Eagles. So he's really just. I mean, they they haven't had a game where they've scored less than 20 points. That that makes any sense to people out there. So, great career. I, I really hope he gets the ring this year. He's done so much, not only for the team, but for the city. I mean, with Katrina and the rebuilding process. I mean, when they won that Super Bowl five or six years ago, it really was it was more than a Super Bowl. It, it really helped the city out, the fan base. He, he's a he's a guy that you know we're going to be talking about forever. Um, so I would give him the MVP. He's done a great job on the field commanding the ball. Yeah, I mean, look, if he wins this year, I could see him playing another year. But I honestly kind of hope that if he wins this year, he calls it quits. And I'll say this. If any of you guys don't remember, so when Peyton Manning won his final – when he won the Super Bowl with the Broncos in his final game against the Panthers, there was that famous press conference after where Cam Newton was kind of putting his head down and was saying, well, we should have won it. And at the time I said that it was wrong because in the way, it's the same way as Mahomes, you know, there's Cam Newton and you lost him with the greatest of all time. You have your entire life ahead of you. And Mahomes has just got into the league. And let's say that the Chiefs play the Saints. I would hope that Mahomes says at the end of the day, this was a great year. It was a great game, and I was honored and privileged to at least lose against Freeze, and I have my entire career ahead of me. Yeah. So not to get on a side note, but, yeah, I, I think that especially for these young guys, you have to realize that 
you are you have the ability to learn from probably the greatest quarterbacks this league has ever seen. Right. And as anything else, even if you lose to them, don't just take it as a loss. Take it as an opportunity right. to improve your game because you know, as we say in life, you know, there's never going to be another Drew Brees. There's never going to be another Tom Brady. There's never going to be another Eli Manning. That's it. And, um, you know, I give Brees the MVP, and I, I I hope that they win the league. I think they do, and the Super Bowl, but we'll see what happens. Um, and I would say this. Even if Brees loses the Super Bowl and doesn't win the league, I would still give him the MVP, and um, – He'll be a Hall of Famer no matter what. There's really no changing that. Yeah, Brees currently leading the league in completion percentage, 76.9. Also yep. also leading the league in uh, INT percentage at 0.3. Yep. And QB rating right now. Uh, get this. Drew Brees in San Diego, 30-28. and 28. Since he's entered New Orleans, 121 and 79. So they've done wow. a whole lot of winning, winning out there. And uh, holy Toledo, that's that's yeah. that's phenomenal. That's great. Yeah. Um, all right. So so we're coming down towards the end here. Uh, I have, I wanted to just talk about some coaches here. Uh, sure. Coach of the year. I'm gonna go with Frank Reich out at uh, Indianapolis. Man, what yeah. he has been able to do with Andrew Luck. Uh, of course, Frank Reich was the offensive coordinator for uh, the Eagles. Right. Uh, in, their Super, in their Super Bowl win last year, um, Frank Reich to have that team at five and five right now is pretty astonishing. The Colts are besides Andrew Luck and T. Y. Hilton, and I'm trying to be nice when I say this. Sure. They are a very bad team besides those two players. And I, I agree. Yeah, and I saw them play the Jets earlier on in the season, and they must have dropped like 15, 20 passes, man. And Andrew Luck is still putting up monster numbers. I think he's got like five straight weeks of three touchdowns um, or more, or at least three touchdowns. But Frank Reich has really kind of held that thing together, him along with Andrew Luck. Five and five, Colts are still in this thing with a putrid um, team, with, with a pretty bad roster. And it's a shame because Luck was supposed to be the savior after Peyton Manning. Um, and and they really have not surrounded him with enough talent to do so. Kind of, he's kind of had to put everything on his shoulders. I hope they start to surround him with some talent because, man, they're wa- they're wasting some time out there, some winning years because they have a winning quarterback. But but they need to start getting some W's for the organization, get some playoff runs in. Yeah. And um, yeah, I'd have to go with Frank Reich. I think he's done a great job. And credit to him and Andrew Luck. Uh, who's your coach of the year? Yeah, so you know, this is an interesting choice. I, I wasn't even going to mention him. Um, I actually have Ron Rivera. Okay, nice. I like Ron Rivera a lot as a coach. He's one of those guys where, again, I kind of compare him to Freeze, where he doesn't get all the credit. But seriously, you know, the Panthers—they're an interesting organization. They haven't won a super. You know, they haven't won a Super Bowl in the past few years, but. I'm looking at, you know, his overall record right now is seven years in the league. He's 70 for 51. That's about 578. Um, you know, his best years and their best years, 2015, they were 15 and 1. 2017, they were 11 and 5. 2018, 6 and 4. So I think that especially, you know, with Cam Newton, he's had, a, he's had some good years, but they've had some struggles. And 
he's always stayed compo- he stayed he stayed composed. You know, from what I can tell from media coverage and what they've gone through, he's a nice, he's a good guy on and off the field. He does what he can with the tools he has. Um, so I don't have too much more to say, but yeah, I, I give it to Ron Rivera. I think that the Panthers, obviously, I like McCaffrey. He has really surprised me as for what his size is and, and his overall physical build is hanging yeah. in there. I really didn't see McCaffrey as going to the league. I saw him as Again, like you were kind of saying with Lamar, Lamar Jackson, having a great college career, but then not going NFL, maybe sticking to a coaching job or Canadian Football League, or just getting a job in anything else. So yeah. I think that the Panthers, you know, they have a lot to achieve. I think, you know, obviously they may need some more tools. I still believe in Cam Newton, but I think as a person, he needs to develop more. I'm not just saying, look, the guy can run for as many yards as he can. He can throw bombs, but mentally and as a leader, I think he has a lot more to do. And, yeah. and I would honestly say that he's a player that with others, with Winston or with, um, you know, some running backs, some receivers, just the social media side of football, I think you need to take a step back and understand why you're in the position you're in what you're at with your team, and how are you going to command the ball? Because, again, it's not just a one-man operation, um, even though that's really what I think society and the media has presented it with. But, yeah, I would say Ron Rivera. I like him a lot as a coach. I don't personally see him going anywhere else. You know, he may leave, but I think the organization likes him a lot as a person. And, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll give him Coach Beer, even though he may be a dark horse candidate to a lot of people. Awesome. Great pick. I've always been a, a big fan of uh, Riverboat Ron. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So uh, now I want to talk about Coach on the hot seat. Um, sure. I, actually, I actually have two. I have one in the NFC and one in the AFC. I'm going to start in the NFC. Uh, I'm going to go with Dan Quinn out in Atlanta. Sure. Uh, he's in his fourth year here, first year 8-8, eight and eight, second year 11-5, and five, of course, the Super Bowl. Third year, ten and six, regressed just slightly, and then this year, I mean, they've been awful. Four and six, no defense yeah. at all. The problem there with no defense is the guy's a defensive coach, you know. Yeah. Um. So, so they've struggled, and then of course he blows the Super Bowl lead. I mean, listen, if you're not getting better, you're getting worse. You, you don't yeah. just stay the same. And Dan Quinn has regressed a little bit here. Yeah, I don't know how much longer he's got. I do think he is on the hot seat. They missed the playoffs here this year. Um, I think it's still fresh in the Atlanta Falcons fans and organization's mind about how they tried to continue to put the foot on the gas in that Super Bowl instead of kind of winding things down, running out the clock. Didn't play it smart, man. And um I know we're still talking about that, and it's about to be 2019. That happened in 2016. But, hey, people still remember that stuff. And, and like I said, they've regressed. I don't know, man. I think Dan Quinn might be on his way out. Uh, that's my NFC coach on the hot seat, my AFC coach on the hot seat. And you might not agree with this. A lot of people might not agree with this. But And I'm a huge fan of this guy. Really, really am. I'd love him to coach my, my New York Jets any day. But, listen – Mike Tomlin has, wow. not, has not won the That's big, a surprising pick. 
Yeah, listen, Mike Tomlin has not won big games in the playoffs in quite a while. They yep. can't get – how many years are we going to see New England? Uh, are we going to see Pittsburgh win double-digit games and then get knocked out by New England? When are they going right. to get over the hump? Get this, Calder. Mike Tomlin won his Super Bowl with Pittsburgh in 2008. Yep, that's a long time ten, ago. Ten years ago the guy won. Yep. Ten years ago. All right. Uh, he's seven two and one this year. Last year thirteen and three. The year before eleven and five. The year before ten and six. The year before eleven and five. But he doesn't get anywhere. He's not yeah. winning the big ones come playoff time. Great regular season records. And listen, they've also had a lot of uh, animosity and turmoil in that locker room. Yep. You know, you wonder how much longer he could hold it together. I mean, they seem to have recovered from the Le'Veon Bell saga. Right now with, with Connor um, at running back. Yeah. I don't know, man. I, I think the time is ticking for Mike Tomlin. I think this could be a surprising one, but don't be surprised if it happens. Pittsburgh, if they don't get over the hump this year and don't knock off New England, look for them to make a change. I mean, Big Ben has also questioned how much longer he wants to play. Yeah. Uh, you know, things might, might fall apart there, and I think Tomlin could be on his way out. Again, love the guy. I think he's a good coach, but they might want to change uh, their situation there in Pittsburgh. Who's your coach on the hot seat? Yeah, so I'm only going to I'm only gonna choose one coach. We mentioned him earlier. It's Mike McCarthy. Um, okay. You know, he's – so he's been in the – he's been with the Packers, let's see, 12 years. Nine of those years they've had above a 500 record. Three of those years looks down, so it's not terrible. Look, he's, his overall stats are, uh, let's see, wins are 125 to 75 losses. That's about a 624 percentage. His playoff wins are 10. His losses are about eight, so not great. You know, they have won a Super Bowl, but I think that this is – I think it's – I would say regardless of how they finish, he will leave the Packers. I believe that they're going through a lot right now. I see Rodgers staying with the team, but I, to me, this is going to be the first example of one of those coaching player duos that will fall apart before the Belichick Brady or the Caden and the um, and the Caden uh, and uh, Breeze. Uh, we already saw, you know, Coughlin uh, and Manny happen. But, yeah, I think McCarthy is going to leave. I think that our, the organization is going through a lot right now. They're not really sure of their direction. I mean, the last two seasons, let's see, 2017, they were 7-9, seven seven and nine, and right now they're 4-5. for five. So I think that the end is coming. Um, I don't know. You know, personally – He's an int- look. I give him a lot of respect. He's not a terrible coach, but they've had some bad luck. I can't really picture him on another team. He's a guy where honestly, I kind of see him as just retiring. Maybe yeah. Doing. I, I. You know. I can see him as a guy where you're going to turn on TV and see him on CBS for NFL football, or yeah. he's going to take the Rex Ryan route and go to NFL Sun and ESPN. Right. Um, but I think he's. I think no matter what, he will end the season. I don't really know who would take over that organization. <laughs> Whoever it is, bless you, because that's a tough role to take over with that fan base in the history, like with, with Lombardi. 
So yeah. there's a lot that's going to come to that car if you're going to start driving it for the first time. It's not an easy trip, you know, down 25A or whatever route you want to mention. Um, but, yeah, I don't know, and I'm not going to name an AFC. I just have him as the overall lead coach in the hot seat. Yeah. And, um, that's all i got to stand my end for coaches on the hot seat. Awesome, awesome. All right, and, uh, folks, this brings us to our last segment where we will make our three Thanksgiving Day picks. Yeah. Um, going to give you the spread, going to pick our winners, also going to pick the spread winners as well. Um, and we'll kick that off right now. And we are going to start off with the Bears and the Lions. Game one, starting at noon, 1230-ish. And um, I don't know about you here, Trubisky out. I do think that hurts the Bears a bit, but I'm still going to stick with them. They're a minus three spread. I like the Bears' defense. Look for them to kick a bunch of field goals. I'm going to go with the Bears' 1917. 1917 Bears. So I got the Lions on the spread. I think they'll cover but I like the Bears to win the game. It'll be closer than people think without Trubisky. What do you like in that game? Yeah, you know, I, I think the Bears are going to win it. Um, historically, you know, the Lions always, you know, these teams have played on Thanksgiving Day. But, yeah, I think even if Trubisky's out, the Bears will cover the, the spread. I agree with you on Cody Parkey. I have the Bears winning 21-17. I'll see okay. some field goals from him. I just don't think the Lions have it in them, even at home. They're an organization that's really – I don't see where their identity is. So, yeah, I give it to the Bears, and, uh, again, they'll, they'll, they'll come victorious. They'll give it to the fans. Awesome, awesome. All right, game two. Game two, we got Cowboys, Redskins. Um, this is a minus seven spread for the Cowboys. I'm going to take the Cowboys, 27-20. I don't think Colt McCoy is good enough to get it done. They lose yeah. Alex. Smith for the season to a horrific injury. Um, I think Dak will connect with Amari Cooper a couple times. Look for the run game to be to be looking really well. And um, love the Cowboys defense against Colt McCoy. I do yeah. think they'll keep it somewhat close. I got a 27-20 score Cowboys, so it's a push on the spread. It's a push. Uh, but Cowboys 27-20 think the defense is too much for the Redskins, and I think without Alex Smith, they hurt They hurt a bit. Uh, who do you like in that game? Yeah, uh, you know, <laughs> I hate to say it, but, yeah, the Cowboys are going to win. They're at home. You know, it, 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 we always see that it's going to be a star-studded halftime show. The fans are going, you know, baller, crazy. Jones is going to be sitting in his suite, as always. I'm sure we'll have some celebrities at the game. I have the Cowboys winning 31-14. I think that the Redskins, as sad as it is, their season is over. Smith was their best hope. I really don't even remember how Colt McCoy's NFL career has been. But the best thing that McCoy can do is at least put up maybe a touchdown and see where who can I connect with moving forward, how can I command the field. But Prescott's had me a great year. He'll be big, flashy. Uh, yeah, you know, I don't think it's going to be that close. And, and obviously, you're at AT&T. It's going to be loud. I give the Cowboys the win. And, 
at least, you know, I guess on the bright side, the Redskins will still have a winning record. They'll be 6-5, and five, and they'll be 2-1 and one away. So even if the Redskins lose, there's maybe still a tiny bit of hope. But, yeah, the Cowboys will win it. There's really no doubt about it in my mind. Awesome, awesome. And then finally, the night game, the New Orleans Saints against yep. the Atlanta Falcons. Listen, I don't think the Falcons stand a chance at all. Not I, at all. As, in regard to the spread, I think they actually will cover the spread, but I think they have no shot to win the ball game. Yep. Breeze is way too good. The offense is too versatile. Falcons don't have any defense. Um, yep. I got 38-28 Saints. I know wow. I know many people are picking, you know, 45-21, 48-50-something points. I'm going to say 38-28. I'm going to say the Falcons keep it respectable just because it's Thanksgiving. The whole world is watching. But right. give, give me Breeze. He's way too much. Him, Kamara, Thomas, Ingram, Sean Payton. I like the Saints, 38-28. Who do you like? Yeah, I like the Saints, too. Uh, it's going to be a happy New Orleans uh, Thanksgiving day. I have the Saints 31-10. to 10. Um, This is, again – I would say that no matter what team we're talking about, the toughest place to win right now is at the Superdome. Yeah. It's with the fans, the atmosphere of Thanksgiving. The Saints, when they walk on the field, they know they're going to win. They are like what we kind of talked about earlier. When Pete Carroll was at USC, when USC was at home at the Coliseum, they were going to win. They knew it, and they they put on a show. So I think the Saints are too good. You know, best case scenario for the Falcons, they maybe keep it close. Um, I would be shocked if the Falcons won. I would be – I would. everyone would be shocked. Me I don't too. see it happening. I see the Saints winning. They'll be 10-1. and one. It'll be a happy Thanksgiving after meal. Um, and, yeah, I mean – and, look, I have Julio Jones on fantasy. I think he'll still put up good numbers. A lot of respect to Julio Jones. I would maybe give him as, like – the runner-up for my MVP award, especially yeah. what he's had to do with that team. But, yeah, Saints win it. Cheers to uh, Drew Brees, Sean Payton, New Orleans is a city. I'm hoping to get down there in the spring to visit my sister. I know Corey wants to go and some other people. But, yeah, the Saints will win it. And I'm very happy that the TV schedule works out that that's the night game because that should be the night game as opposed to the other lineups for the day. Yeah. All right, folks. Well, that about wraps up our uh, hour fifteen minute. Yeah. Here, uh, ran a way way over what we thought we would, but hey, it was we good. Had a, great, had a great time doing it, and uh, Thanksgiving weekend. Wanted to give you guys some good analysis, some good talk. Um, Calder, it was great um, getting together tonight here to, to, to talk about this stuff, and uh, hope, you, hope you have a great Thanksgiving, man. Yeah, to everyone else, happy Thanksgiving. Have a safe, healthy day. Um, I'm going to be on the road this weekend in the great state of Maryland. I'm seeing uh, Corey Glocker, who I went to college with. I've had him on the air before. So Mario and I already have a podcast. Uh, mark your calendars, guys, for really starting Friday night. It's championship weekend. I'm going to do a take Friday afternoon. What I may try and do is get Corey on and also have Mario. We could possibly have two guests, which would be great. Awesome. Maybe Dylan. Uh, but, yes, there will be a take this weekend. We'll have a take next week. Uh, this is the first time ever that I've gone over an hour, but it was great quality, and, and that's really what matters because if we're doing the podcast, I want to make you guys informed of the hot topics. 
and bring you the best quality that we can do. So, again, this was Chef Sports brought to you by Planet Fitness. Thank you guys again. Thank you for the support. We had a record number of 13 listeners on Sunday. Spread it to your family, friends, your bosses, uh, girlfriends, whatever. I'm really trying to market this more. Mario, you have a great day. Give my best to Dylan. Uh, Shout-out to uh, Dylan, Jack, Corey, Phi Kappa Sigma, family, friends, McDaniel College, Human Scale, and we will see you on the air very soon. Thanks, Mario. Have a good night, buddy. So long. All right.